Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Welcome to the Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is Relentless Daring, live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. Shout out to those who sat through a live show miscue where apparently the audio wasn't going through. I'm so sorry. I promise you this is not a product of the Booker's Bourbon, which is very delicious as I sip it right now. Shout out to Alyssa and to Kim and Scuba Steve, who is now currently in the room. So, fact checkers. God bless fact checkers, because there's nothing more important in this world than people who can tell you that, hey, 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 well, actually. Yes, Alyssa, I did say Booker's. It's very good. (laughs) Kim uh, learned a very good lesson a couple days ago. She drank whiskey straight up. Well, that's... If you are fans of the YouTube channel Whiskey Tribe, there is one rule for whiskey. And that is, the best whiskey is the whiskey that you like to drink the way you like to drink it. And this is definitely at the top of my list of things that I like. However... It is a rarity because they only run like four batches a year. So this is not going to be a uh, a constant thing for me to drink. It'll go back to Maker's Mark or something along those lines the next time I get bottled. But eh, I'm going to save more of the whiskey talk for the other podcast, which will be starting on January 16th with the first episode. So... That being said, uh, got to pay them bills. So this episode is brought to you by the one, the only Built Bar. Yes, Built Bar, the finest, most delicious protein bar on the market. It's like eating a Three Musketeers. They're so good. Um, Over the Black Friday weekend, I ordered a box of white chocolate salted caramel, and they are so good. Um, absolutely amazing. Made with 100% real chocolate, you know, real caramel, real. I mean, these things are amazing. Low carb, like I'm talking four or five net carbs per bar. Under 200 calories per bar. So if you're dieting and you want something to kind of fill you up and tide you over till mealtime, these are amazing. Uh, They also have the Built Bar or the Built Energy Drinks. Uh, now they have Built Broth, where you, know, you heat up a cup of water and you put the uh, broth 
powder into it that's really good. I got the chicken bone broth. Absolutely amazing. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code RELENTLESS, or use the link that will be in the show notes. Go there, and you can save 10% on your order. Uh, BuiltBar.com, the best freaking protein bars, hands down. So, <laughs> Lady Die is ta- is taking shots at Super Beats. Yeah, I've never had Super Beats, so I couldn't tell you about their product. But anyways, fact checkers are going to fact check. <laughs> Pardon me. The weather here has been crazy. We've been having like 30, 40 degree temperature swings every day for the last week and a half, two weeks. So my senses are going to be changed. So, and uh, co-host Copper is now trying to give her opinion on the show. Uh, if you can understand Wookie, you can under- figure out what she's trying to say. Um, but yeah, fact checkers, man. They're the people on the internet that tell you that you know the Snopes, the oh the lead story, the places like that, USA Today. That these are accredited media peoples who they look up. Well, actually, that's not what really happened. Um, I was listening to Glenn Beck the other day. <laughs> Thank God a podcast counts as social distancing. Hashtag looks around for mask. Um, yeah, I don't have a mask, so all my germs are going straight in the microphone and straight into your ears. I'm sure that's how respiratory viruses are transmitted through speakers into ears. But uh, one of the big ones that's been uh, popping up on Facebook is people share the story about allegedly, I'm going to emphasize allegedly, that when vote, when uh, election officials shut down vote counting in Fulton County, That there was boxes of ballots being pulled out from under the tables once, you know, partisan observers left. And then the votes were continued to be tallied, even though everyone went home. Well, lead story. Well, actually, yeah, it was perfectly legal counting and nobody sent anyone home. Well, uh, yeah, ab- about that with your little fact check. Here it is. It's December. You're saying, oh, that didn't happen. You do realize, lead story, that on election night, ABC News tweeted that they were informed by the el- by the county election officials, they sent everyone home and were done counting for the night. No, you look like an idiot. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. It's, I may have called them out via Twitter that, yeah, and actually retweeted the ABC tweet from a month ago. 
because you know there are all these places that are accredited by a group called Pointer, the Pointer Institute. And without getting into um, the funding of Pointer Institute, even though they do get several donations a year from Facebook, um, Pointer Institute, they got in a little bit of hot water last year when they listed a whole bunch of conservative news outlets and commentators as being fake news to include, you know, reputable sources like the Washington Examiner, the Federalist, the Blaze. And it's like, and they actually, they published this list and then they had to issue a public mea culpa that, oh, oh, sorry about, we weren't supposed to release that. That's not even a real list. Fact check wrong. And the absolute insanity of it, uh, Politico is one of the worst. Uh, I was listening to Glenn Beck yesterday while I was at work and going through a li- one of the things where he was given a pants on fire rating. Even because he quoted an Obama official from his book, the dude's own words, maybe he paraphrased them a little bit. But when Politico says, oh, he never said that, it's in his freaking book. Come on. Uh, let's see Steve says that ABC report was never confirmed by the fact check so obviously the report was wrong apparently so uh, President uh, George Soros Open Society Foundation resigned to open the ability to be on Biden's cabinet oh that's interesting That it, not that it would shock me how many people left Hillary Clinton's campaign and went to go work at Facebook or Twitter, or YouTube, or anything else. And with the way people really don't earn cabinet spots, they buy them. They're usually high-level donors or behind-the-scenes supporters of presidential candidates. Um. Very rarely do you see people who were, you know, earned that spot. Such as, you know, when Donald Trump put General Mattis in charge of the DOD. Oh, this guy was a general. He's led troops. He understands how the military works. And then turned out he was a political hack. And, uh but it's absolutely nuts, though, with the way the fact checkers, they can run roughshod over actual news just because from their political standpoint, eh, that didn't happen or that didn't happen the way you're portraying it. Even though there's all the evidence to the contrary. So, you know, the fact checkers are just absolutely asinine dimwits. 
And I say that in the most gracious way possible. But it, it, it makes no sense, though. And, and this is one of those things that that's used to discredit news sources and news stories. And unfortunately, in America, we have a rather um, willfully dumb electorate, a willfully dumb populace that goes, oh, well, they said it's not true, so it, it must be. They, they, they can't, they don't want to go out and look for the answers themselves. They want, they want the stories to be handed to them. I see the, I see things that are rated as fake news by insert fact checking organization here. And I immediately go, Oh, why, why are they saying it's fake? Okay. Here's why I say it's fake. I'm going to go find a hundred other news stories. I want to see what they say concerning the same thing. Uh, Kim says that the factors are nothing more than propag- propagandists. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Liz says, I want to be a, I want to be a fact checker. How do I apply for that job? I want to be paid to spread lies, not be charged with defamation and slander. And Scuba Steve says, the populace would rather accept a reassuring lie over an inconvenient truth. Oh, my gosh. And. If you try sharing inconvenient truths with people on the interwebs, it it does not matter what side of the political spectrum they are on. If it's an inconvenient truth that causes any sort of cognitive dissonance, people will dismiss it out of hand. It doesn't matter if they're a libertarian, it doesn't matter if they're a green partyist. It doesn't matter if they're progressive, liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat. You tell people objective truths that go against their political beliefs. It makes their heads explode and they re- they'll refuse to accept it. Uh, Liz says it's not true. If, if it actually makes sense, people have to use their brain. Yeah. And you would think but again there are people who would rather do the mental gymnastics to accept what is not true as opposed to going oh i was wrong wait let me research that kim says it's like the line from a few good men you can't handle the truth oh colonel jessup one of my favorite movie bad guys um, but yeah, people would rather accept whatever lie is given to them because well, I don't have to think about it. Someone else is doing it for me. It's the reason why lazy left wing air quotes Christians who would rather not give of themselves to a charitable cause or to a charitable work, don't have an issue with, well, Jesus said to feed the poor, and you know, you, you give your taxes to the government, it gives food stamps to the poor, so you're, you're being Christian. No, no, that's being lazy. It's, 
And I see this a lot. I have this argument a lot on Twitter. It's like, yes, that is true. But it's not charity when the government says, give us your money to run these programs or we will throw your ass in prison if you don't give us your money. That is not charity. That is coercion. Jesus didn't say be coerced into giving money that will go into these things, that will take care of the poor and the widows. (sighs) (laughs) Alyssa is laughing her little butt off because did you just call those people Christians? Because that's the best joke ever. I said lazy Christians. You know, kind of like, you know, Donald Trump, who, you know, his two Corinthians or Joe Biden and the palmist. Jesus said to give willingly, to give willingly, not being forcibly giving money. Yes, <laughs> I'm not including everyone. I'm not including all the you know the people who take the teachings of of Christ and you know live by it. I'm not trying to include you with the other people. The other dumb people are trying to include themselves with the rest of us. But yeah. It, you have these arguments with people. They they want the spoon fed answers. They they don't. They're lazy intellectually, and so it's like oh, I don't want to think about. It. They tell me that's what it is. The reason why I watch CNN, you know, they're the most trusted news source. Help, help, help! It's like, oh dear God. It's like, I don't even watch Fox News. I don't watch OAN because I have a few questions about them. Newsmax seems to be fairly on the level, but again, it's something I don't tune into a lot. I mean, Chris Salcedo is freaking awesome on Newsmax, um, but I just don't pay attention to a lot of their stuff. You know, maybe I should more. I don't know. It's That's a me thing. Just throwing it out there. But I don't know. But we, we put so much stock in fact checkers that. It's really sad that you actually have to fact check them. Of course, if I fact check USA Today, they'll just be like, well, you're not certified as an it- and part of the international fact checking network as as a yeah, as put together by Pointer Institute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Scuba Steve says, most trusted, if you mean, if what you mean is most trusted to cram propaganda and lies down my throat, then yes, CNN is most trusted. Absolutely. And it's amazing, though, how many people, I saw some craziness today where someone was trying to make the argument that CNN, MSNBC, ABC News, and all those were right. Wing media outlets. Carl! Yeah. No. It's like, like, how far left do you have to be if MSL lady died? She's taking, 
She's taking one out of Mark Levin's playbook, MSLSD. <laughs> I mean, how far left of CNN, MSNBC, and all those hucksters do you have to be to consider them center right? The same person called Joe Biden, who, when he was selected to be the vice presidential candidate for Barack Obama had the most liberal voting record in the Senate. Called him center right. That that one hurt my head. I'm pretty sure if I just kept you know poking the bear, he would probably gone on to say that Kamala Harris was also center right. And considering her, she is now the most has currently the most liberal voting record in the Senate. Even more, even more so than Joe Biden did. The woman who is left of Bernie Sanders, if that was even possible, I didn't even know that until you know I actually looked at their voting records. If they called her, I wouldn't be shocked to see if I'd given them enough time for them to say she was sent her right. Oh, my God. It's so freaking. St- uh, see, Steve says, on what freaking planet are any of them right wing? Maybe if you compare them to CCP media and even then they're just barely right. <laughs> Lady Dice says, how about normal? Alyssa says they're obviously comparing them to the Babylon Bee. I think they're mistaking them for the Babylon Bee. But then again, the Babylon Bee has proven to be far more accurate just days and weeks in advance of the actual news story happening. It's Babylon Bee is no longer satire. It is prophecy. <laughs> and the Simpsons. Yes. Ma's a wizard. Yeah. Um, the Simpsons has predicted how much. Um, it's just absolutely nuts. How, uh, maybe Matt Groening just has, and his writing staff has a great way of reading things. It's kind of, you know, read the tea leaves and we'll make an episode. Uh, I, I kind of lost my respect for the Simpsons after they canceled a poo. A character who is an upstanding citizen, an immigrant, small business owner, family man. They canceled his character because <gasps> he's voiced by a white dude. Yeah. Of all the dumb things to get worked up about. Of course, when the uh, Harry Shearer, the voice of such iconic African-American characters on The Simpsons as Dr. Julius Hibbert. When he was confronted about, how dare you, a white person, doing the voice of a black man? To which he said, yeah, I'm an actor. That's my job. I'm a voice actor. I do voices. (laughs) Biden is upset, too, because there's no one running the gas station in his mind. 
You can't go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts in Delaware unless you have a slight Indian accent. I'm not joking. I'm serious. Oh, my goodness. How is this man still in politics? He has said far more egregiously racist, racist things than Donald Trump could even imagine. He eulogized a former exalted cyclops, a state leader for the KKK. But, oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, he's a good man. Uh, he doesn't, he, he, he doesn't, uh, he's not a racist. Besides, uh, you know, Robert Byrd, he disavowed all that crap from when he was younger. When he was younger, it was like 30 years ago. Yeah, it was 30 years ago. But in an interview shortly before he died, he was still dropping that N-word like it was nobody's business. Kim says, an actor with common sense? A rarity. I don't know how much common sense he has because he's still an uber, uber, uber progressive moron. It's just he's been doing his craft long enough. He doesn't give a rat behind. Oh, man. But yeah, it's just absolutely nuts. And. <laughs> Kim says, I wonder if Joe Biden tried to sniff the dog. Yeah, maybe. I'm pretty sure that he stepped out of the shower and he was hallucinating that Bo was there trying to, you know, do a pull my finger joke. And he grabbed the dog's tail thinking it was Bo's finger. I know it's in poor taste because Bo's been dead for how many years now? Do I have to continue to care and worry about, you know, people sensitivities? <laughs> Steve's like, I don't know, but I'm worried about the cat he's playing to get. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. <laughs> he grabbed grabbed tail because he was trying to stop the dog from getting away. <laughs> Well, you know, the dog didn't want to be sniffed. I know if I'm trying to sniff my dogs and they don't like it, they run away too. Of course, my dogs weigh like 60, 80, 100 pounds, so I'm not about to grab them by the tail because they have these things called teeth. And these things called teeth hurt as the uh, scars on the back of my hand will testify from when I was trying to break up dogs fighting over stupid rawhide chew. Alyssa says, don't worry, he won't actually get a cat. He'll forget soon. Wait, what were we talking about? I'm confused. Anyways, I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring. And I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop. And there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love 
for the Relentless Daring Podcast. And as always, stay relentless. Are you tired of the same cardboard-flavored doormat textured protein bar? How about drink mix packets for your water bottles that are full of artificial sweeteners? Tired of a whole regimen of pre-workout and protein shakes for your trip to the gym? Go to BuiltBar.com for their selection of great-tasting protein bars, Built Boost Energy drink mixes, and Built Go Energy gels. Built Bar offers 18 delicious flavors of protein bars with only 4 to 5 net carbs for you keto dieters, 6 flavors of Built Boost Energy drink mix, and 3 flavors of Built Go Energy gel. Built Bars are made in America using real ingredients like honey and dark chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10% and let them know you heard about them from Relentless Daring. All right, getting back into it. Um, So all kinds of shenanigans have been going down as of late. Um, So with the whole... Defund the police and oh, instead of more police, we're going to get social workers. Yeah, because a social worker is really going to be able to handle themselves in the event that someone is, you know, losing their absolute mind. A social worker is going to step into the middle of an active, hostile domestic dispute. That seems like a brilliant idea. Ooh. Oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. You throw you throw some raisins in there. I'll be da- I'll be down. <laughs> but so in the uh, in the world of oh, let's bring social workers into the police department. Out of Seattle, this is a story from Ryan Fournier. Seattle's decision to defund law enforcement has created more problems than it it has solved them. This past week, a social worker was stabbed and killed, according to the Post-Millennial. Kristen Benson, a full-time housing case manager in Seattle, was attacked and stabbed by Hans Dewey Van Belkum in her office. She was declared dead at the scene, and Van Belkum is now facing first-degree murder charges, and I would not be shocked to see him released without bail because... It is unfair that a poor homeless person should be held without bail for killing somebody because they obviously don't have the way any way to pay the million dollars of bond. Since the end of September, nearly 120 officers have left the Seattle Police Department by either retiring or transferring to another department. Yeah, a lot of uh, cops have been transferring out of Seattle proper into some of the more normal suburbs, especially getting, pushing south towards uh, Fort Lewis and, you know, Puyallup, Bellevue, places like that. Uh, this leads department with only 1,200 officers deployable for contingencies, the lowest deployable level since 1990, according to law enforcement today. Just recently, the Seattle City Council finalized their new budget slashing police funding by 20%. I'm pretty sure they also went to granting exemptions to trees that developers are going to knock down, put a hole in the sky. 
Uh, this funding was then redirected to social workers to provide services to the homeless. Crime has been a normalcy among Seattle's homeless population, and it has been on the rise since the council-slash-department funds. Defunding law enforcement is not only a stupid idea. Okay, it's starting to get a commentary. It's a commentary. Uh, defunding law enforcement is not only a stupid idea, but it will quickly worsen the problem itself as seen in Seattle. The only beneficiaries are the criminals themselves, while everyone else is left to fend for themselves. And especially in a place where it is, they make it damn near impossible to get a gun to be able to do just that. Seattle has seen, has seen this already with the lack of criminal prosecutions, a reason as to why some police officers left Seattle Police Department. The solution is not less funding or no funding at all, but instead the exact opposite. The alternatives are quite simple. One, provide more comprehensive training protocols that not only teach enforcement, but also how to better serve the community. A good example comes from Sweden, where officers are given three years of training in sociology, community relations, and psychology. Number two, more police, not less. Recent studies show that black communities want more police, not less, according to Gallup. A greater police presence allows for better engagement in the community. And I will say this, my sister is a police officer in Daytona, Florida. She made a name for herself for herself and some of these underserved, you know, black communities where she would roll up on people and get out of her car and not be confrontational, but she would have conversations with people. You know, she was commonly called a troll by, you know, people who she knew had just been dealing drugs five minutes before she showed up. And she laughed about it. She's like, troll? Why are you calling me a troll? Well, you know, police patrol. And she said, oh, so that means y'all the nulls. They looked at her, the same quizzical expression that she gave them. She goes, you know, because you, you guys are the criminals. And she, that one little joke with guys that she knew had been up to no good because she'd arrested several of them on drug dealing charges before, they laughed. They got the joke. And she was able to build a repertoire. And she was able to, she was able to actually talk to people. And now she's a, uh, does a she's a safe school officer, a school resource officer, and you know there's a lot of underserved, privilege, underserved, underprivileged people in her school's community, and that during school lockdowns, she actually got uh, highlighted by CNN because she was started going around with her fellow officers doing birthday parades for kids who she would normally, you know, do something for them at school. It's just, you know, that's what cops do when they're doing it right. They actually, you know, want to get to know people in the communities. See, Prescription number three, restrictions on wandering officers. This is a term for officers who have been fired. Oh, wandering. 
somebody over there at Ryan Fournier's place needs to figure out how to do good copy editing. Wandering officers. This is a term for officers who have been fired from one department for misconduct and hired by another one. And number four, personal responsibility over qualified immunity. Something promoted strongly by Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. If citizens must obey laws, then government officials must obey the Constitution and the rights of every citizen. And these are just a few of his favorite things. Ah, God, I need to get that song out of my head. Why do they play that song at Christmas? It's not a Christmas song. But uh, it is what it is. But yeah, it's, social workers are now being killed, and we can expect to see more of that in the future. Yay. And speaking of insanity, <laughs> excuse Steve, it's kind of hard to respect someone's rights when they're trying to kill you. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, it says, what is this constitution you speak of? Never heard of it. Can you send me a copy? I will send it to you psychically. And I just did. And and then with all the uh, election fraud stuff that's been going on, and is it real? Is it not real? Blah, 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 blah. There's been some uh, interesting things. And this is from... This is from Gateway Pundit, and sometimes your stuff can be a little fringy. I, I will, I will give, I will, you know, put that little disclaimer out there. But um, the right press conference with General Flynn, election witness in ICU. Other witnesses had tires slashed and house broken into twice. So now, not are we. Not only are we having an issue with uh, no one wants to listen to witnesses who said they've seen these uh, things going. Now people are actually trying to intimidate them. Which the last time I checked, intimidating a witness is against the law. Just Let's throw that out there. All right. Former National Security Advisor to President Trump, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, U.S. Army, retired, spoke on Thursday about the price being paid by Americans speaking out about fraud and irregularities in the recent presidential election, saying that one was hospitalized in, in the intensive care unit while others had have had tires slashed or their home broken into or been forced to move. Flynn, who is a client of attorney Sidney Powell, and is helping investigate the fraud allegations surrounding the election, spoke to Lou Dobbs via phone on Fox Business Network to talk about his pardon by President Trump in the corrupt Russia collusion hoax investigation and about the American people's crisis in confidence in the election and national institutions. Quote, But we have, I'm aware of people who are witnesses, one of whom is in ICU, another woman who's had her house broken into twice, another woman who's had her tires slashed, multiple threats to people's lives, certainly to their job losses. I mean that, I I mean one of them, that woman, 
woman up in Michigan talked about that yesterday. She had to move, change her phone number, and she's got two children. I mean, geez. So we cannot have that. Which, you know, if that's the case, that is very, very scary. And it's a little uh, something I saw earlier this week on General Flynn's pardon. Judge Sullivan, that wonderful, wonderful judge overseeing his case. (coughs) Pardon me. That wonderful judge who, even though there's been an agreement between Sidney Powell and the Department of Justice, that we are dropping these charges. We no longer want to prosecute him because we have discovered evidence that, yeah, he was railroaded and he was forced to, and he was coerced to plead guilty because of threats to prosecute his son. <laughs> Scuba Steve, I heard that cough. Thank God I put masks on my earbuds. Yeah, I'm glad you put them on your earbuds too. It it makes my voice sound so much better when it's going through an extra layer of cotton. But so Judge Sullivan, who will not dismiss the case, even though a hired panel of judges has told him. To dismiss this case. He is now taking exception to Donald Trump's pardon because it may be too broad. Wait, what? I read through the pardon. And the pardon says anything concerning the whole uh you know Bob Mueller investigation <laughs> you know, not anything you know from here until the end of time they does not anything from before the Mueller investigation just anything that was discovered during the Mueller investigation. And in this case, it would be, you know, the phony charges of lying to the FBI. The possibility where apparently it came out during the investigation, he helped arrange for a kidnapping where a cleric was going to be kidnapped and turned over to uh, President Erdogan in Turkey. I don't know. Uh see. Alyssa asks, can he even do that? Scuba Steve says, apparently he can. Everyone knows the rules don't matter when they stop them from doing what they want. <laughs> well, this is, a, this is the United States justice system where the rules are made up. And the points don't matter. Well, the points matter when you are being told that you are going to jail for something you may or may not have done, but you didn't have the money to continue to fight the United States government, so you had to plead guilty. And the last story I'm going to hit tonight, this is one that fellow military people like me are Well, I'm kind of glad to see it, but 
I don't know how well everyone else is going to take this reporting. More specifically, what the backdoor channels that could affect how this is carried out. Trump orders Pentagon to pull nearly all troops from Somalia. I say good. President Trump has ordered the Pentagon to withdraw nearly all the 700 U.S. troops stationed in Somalia by early next year, the DOD announced Friday. Which, why the Department of Defense is broadcasting troop movements. I would like to go kick somebody in the shin because I would have gotten my handed to me if I was doing that as an enlisted soldier in the United States Army. <laughs> Good receive. Uh, don't forget my pronouns. Princess, your highness. Okay, champ. Trump, quote, has ordered the Department of Defense and the United States Africa Command to reposition the majority of personnel and assets out of Somalia by early 2021. Approximately 700 troops are deployed in Somalia, where for more than a decade, the United States has helped quell local al-Qaeda affiliate al-Shabaab and, more recently, local ISIS organizations. U.S. forces train and assist local security forces to fight the militant groups and also carry out airstrikes. Kim says, I think you would get their attention if you kicked them in the clusters. Possibly. Right in the cluster funds. Uh, the move allowed, the move follows acting Defense Secretary Christopher Miller's surprising or surprise visit to Somalia the day after Thanksgiving, where, among rumors of a drawdown, he assured partner forces of U.S. help in fighting the terrorist groups. The Pentagon on Friday stressed the United States is not withdrawing or disengaging from Africa. And officials remain committed to our African partners and enduring support through a whole-of-government approach. Yay! We're going to continue to build states in Africa! Woo! These remaining will be repositioned from Somalia into neighboring countries in order to allow cross-border operations by both U.S. and partner forces to maintain pressure against violent extreme organizations operating in Somalia. This is just a big scam. Period. End of story. Um, Donald Trump has been working to get us out of Afghanistan. And Iraq, Syria, Africa, to bring soldiers back from these foreign entanglements previous administrations have gotten us into and have kept us in for the last almost 20 years. Uh, Kim says, the rules to kicking, you must do a silly walk before kicking. Well, I am not going to go to England and join the Ministry of Silly Walks just so I have the ability to do so before kicking someone right in the clusters. 
Alyssa says, so not only are we broadcasting troop movements, but we're also telling people where they're going. I guess OPSEC is a thing of the past. (laughs) Uh, The Department of Silly Walks released COVID compliment silly walks. Yes, they're all the same silly walks, just with the mask on. And, And in lieu of a mask, you have to be 20 feet apart as opposed to six. But yeah, so here we are. We're broadcasting troop movements, suggesting where they're probably going to go, Ethiopia. Um, and while Donald Trump has been working to get troops out of these places, the Department of Defense has used everything in their power in the administrative state to undermine it. Oh, well, yeah, we're... We're, I'm going, you know, the, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, I did a story about a DOD person who was actively lying to the Department of Defense about how many troops were actually in Syria. That way, when they move so many troops out, hey, we have, oh, we have X number of troops. All right, we're going to move out white troops. Aha, well, we have Z troops left there. It was just, just a workaround. But it's absolutely insane. And people talk about, oh, Joe Biden, he's going to be so good. Joe Biden's going to be the same war hawk, nation-building jack wagon that Barack Obama was that George Bush was, that Bill Clinton would have been if he wasn't fighting the Senate or, you know, dealing with the uh, the after effects of stooping a White House intern, or at least, you know, using her for her immaculate humidor skills. But... It's going to be more of the same. We're still going to have troops in Afghanistan for another 20 years because Joe Biden is not going to bring the troops home. Guarantee it. We're still going to have soldiers fighting everybody else's wars, helping to stand up nations across the globe. Now, I am not opposed to war. I think a war needs to have a clear, concise mission. Here is our objective. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to go in. We're going to break all the things, topple the regime, and we're going to get the hell out. But instead, we like to stick around. We like to build up the governments. We want to train their militaries. And, okay, if if as part of a status of forces agreement after the war, you know, that war is over. All right, we're going to do this for five, for five years, but y'all are in charge of everything. That way we can get the heck out as quick as we can. I'm not overly opposed to something like that. I mean, yeah, we still, we've had troops in Korea since 1950. But 
we are not running the government of South Korea. We are not running the Korean military. I mean, yes, it sucks that we have people over there, but unfortunately, the Kim dynasty, they need a bulwark to stop, to, you know, I'm not going to say stop, but to at least serve as a deterrent for trying to roll over South Korea and forcibly reunite the peninsula. <laughs> Scuba Steve says, we're not even running the government of the United States. <laughs> and Kim, I have a dynasty? Yes, yes you do. Um, However, little fat bastard, he's kind of nervous around uh, new family members. He found out he had an uncle and had him eaten by dogs. I'm just saying. You might want to be careful if you go over there. Just, you know, food for thought. All right, I'm done ranting about how the DOD is never going to let our troops leave Afghanistan or Africa. So I want to get ready to wrap this thing up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Again, I'm going to have the Whiskey Pod. Its uh, first episode is going to be premiering on December 16th, or December 6th, January 16th, after New Year. Um, Next week is going to be my last show of 2020. So I'm going to be taking a few few weeks off for Christmas and New Year's. Be able to enjoy some families. Go to bed early on Saturday nights. It'll be nice. Um, But I do have something special coming up next week. I... Actually, have to find it so I get her name right. Do to do, do. I have to go to my own Facebook page to look this up. So, another big thing has been going on this year Section 230, Section 230, this, Section 230, that. So, I have done some reaching out, and next week I'm going to be doing an interview with Jess Myers. Uh, Jess Myers is a she's a legal student and a legal scholar with a specialty in Section 230 concerning social media and platforms and all that. So I'm going to be doing an interview with her next week. It's going to be its own episode. So I'm I'm looking forward to talk to uh, talking to her about that and publishing that episode next week. So. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.